If you're the kind of dad who pays your kid's allowance in Bitcoin, and by Bitcoin I mean little bitty coins, nickels, dimes, quarters, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D, the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the lives of dads everywhere. Listeners and dads, welcome to season number seven, episode number four. We're calling this one To Dad is to Sell. And that's because we have Sean O'Neill joining us on this episode today. He is the founder of O'Neill Productions, which is a sales consulting firm, also uh, a firm that invests in really cool STEM-like technology. So a lot of really good information, a lot of really good lessons we can impart to our kids about the power of selling and finding the big idea. My name is Adam D. At this time, it is my great pleasure to introduce to you my good friend and podcast partner, Batteries Are Included. It's Coach Randy. Hello, Coach. Hello, Adam D. Third time's a charm, bro. Hey, listen, you know, if, there, if people could only see, if they yes. could only be a fly on the wall yes. and see our our production uh, experiences, right, and see sometimes what it takes to get the synapses fired. They don't realize, you know, this is hard work doing this podcast. Yes, and, and to remember the title of your show and not screw it up <laughs> like I did. The, the listeners can't see that. Yes. But, you know, if we did a behind-the-scenes bloopers reel, boy, the material we'd have. And people think you're so clean. You're dropping F-bombs. I got to tell you, you're, I'm proud of you, Adam D. People think, you're, people think that you're the clean, nice, clean-cut person. I'm the straight man. You're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, um, you know, it's so passionate about this work yeah. that sometimes when you don't get it right, you you go there. You, you go, go to the F bomb you because to. you're like, I don't want the listeners Absolutely. to have a, a bad experience. I want them to have an enjoyable listening experience. And that's why we do it over and over again if we don't get it right. Because we care about our listeners. We do. We, we, and as a matter of fact, we're getting pretty close to a really big number. We wouldn't be yeah. at 99 episodes uh-huh. and counting and if it counting. wasn't for our listeners. For and our them listeners. saying, yeah, give us another, give us another. Because mm-hmm. we would have probably stopped. At 23 episodes, season one, but no, no, no. No, no, no. You said we want more. We, we want, want 100. More. We want, a, and 100 is coming up next week. Which next will be week, a and lot what a special fun. treat. We'll tease that later, right, Adam T? We sure will. We sure will. And that actually leads us to um, kind of a tease about our guests. And, uh, you know, on Friday, we went to see The Batman. The Batman. All three hours of The Batman. Plus, Left our kids at home. Plus the uh, the all the previews. The previews, yes. yeah. Probably about you know seven or eight films that we probably will not be seeing. Maybe one or two we will. One or two, but it's yeah. there's something to be said about going to see a movie in a movie theater, though. I have to admit. Oh yeah, it's good good to be back. It's good to be back in there. I didn't have to wear a mask because mm-hmm. we didn't feel like it. We were we were on the back row. But I got to tell you, parents, if your kids are out there, please tell them to sit still and stop being obnoxious. They're not at home watching TV. Yeah, this is not your living room. This is not your living yeah. room. So and and the the thing it kills it for us. Yeah. Who are you know. Nice, good, law-abiding, movie-watching We do. Citizens. We're world followers in the movie theaters because we're old men. <laughs> but also, you know, we want to enjoy the film ourselves. So I don't want to take time out of yeah. my movie-enjoying experience to go after find the manager, who's like a 17-year-old kid in a bow tie and vest. Anyway, yeah. And I got to say, can you stop these kids from running around? He'll do nothing because he hasn't been trained in conflict resolution, <laughs> right? And then I missed the movie. Yeah. I got to tell you, given what you do for a living, that's a great in for a possible training piece. So I could be like the HR guy at AMC Theaters. <laughs> and how to handle... Telling kids to sit down and sit shut the F, the F up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. But I thought it was funny for, for you know... 
five guys who haven't really been to a lot of movie theaters over the last two years, like many people, uh, we did a lot of research on this movie. Well, we had a few individuals do a lot of research because yeah. we counted on them. You did some good research, though. Well, you know, we weren't researching necessarily Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. the main actor who played Bruce Wayne in The Batman. We weren't really researching the plot because we mm-hmm. didn't want spoilers. We were researching, because we are men of a certain age, what is the best time to go to the bathroom? Absolutely. And I got to tell you, the way you planned it out, I was impressed. None of us, not one, got up in the middle. Well, that was also good planning because we all agreed we're not going to drink anything past 6 o'clock at <laughs> night, and the movie started at 9. And we all went up, lined up at the same time, yep. did our thing before the movie started. We sat down, previews went in. I was impressed. You know, I posted a thing on Facebook. I was nervous. I was nervous about being with the pros. I got to tell you. You know, you're with, you know, Chris Diaz and John Brooks and uh, Neil Tenzer, Adam D. Those guys are serious. They're ballers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These <laughs> these are, you know, people who are totally into the can. You know, the problem is, is that there's so many different Batman storylines. And I don't know which one right? to follow. So yeah. it's so confusing so to me. So there's so much material that you can be knowledgeable about. And Diaz, who we're going to have yes. back on next week with yeah. the dad geeks. Yeah. That's over celebrating 100. He knows everything. So I was sitting next to him. <laughs> It was almost like being a delegate at the UN with an interpreter in your ear that is making sense of everything that's going on the screen. Uh, This Batman character here was in issue number 126 of the Joker Takes Over series. That's the kind of extra content that I'm getting. You know, like the DVD had special features. I had Diaz features. I I like to you. And here you are with you. I loved how you dropped down to, yeah. to bring the listener in. I don't know like, if I was doing like a golf commentary <laughs> or if that was actually a trip. About to become the Masters yes. Champion. The Arkham Asylum was actually designed and, and invented by the family that the Wayne family married into. <laughs> <laughs> but I can only imagine because there, there, there were scenes of, you know, like, and I had no doubt that all the little Easter eggs were there. I missed them because this I don't... This is a scene from The Long Halloween Part 1. <laughs> Where all of the characters just go apeshit. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I can appreciate that. But I was on the edge, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I don't know how I got the end seat, but I just got the end seat. Um, yeah. But the seat was broken, though. The seat was oh, broken. Oh, really? <laughs> but I sat I through it. I saw you trying to. Uh, I was trying to figure with it out. The, yeah. The, the control. It's but it's like, all right. It's it's AMC. It was nice. The the bigger the bigger seats. Uh, but I got to tell you, I didn't get home till twelve forty five. And you couldn't go right to sleep because you're thinking no, about all the scenes. Thinking about and... the movie and everything else. So, but it was. I'm glad we did it. I I feel like it was a great way to to get back into the world of going to movie theater without, you know. That was a big one too. You know, it was a blockbuster hit as blockbuster hits go. Although I have to admit, there was a time, if you remember, many years ago when the uh, one of the Batman movies came out. That was Craziness in Aurora. Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept, you know, I kept waiting, you know, just... It was one of the Christian Bale things. Yeah. It wasn't like Michael Keaton. Yeah, no. back that no. far, yeah. So I was like, uh, what happens if, you know, I'm looking yeah. at all the emergency exits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, uh, I had a good time. I'm glad I did it. I, I, I feel like I, I grew up and I, I earned my man card. You sure did. I earned my man yeah, card. Yeah, it's in the mail. Yeah? Yeah, don't wait. It's like, you know, seven to ten days for delivery. Yeah. But with supply chain issues, maybe a month. <laughs> But we but we got the, the like the band back together like yes. the dad geeks got together yes and we did our thing so look for promotions again that's how we're gonna celebrate episode one hundred because if you're gonna have a party invite your closest friends and we're very excited about that we're very excited about that uh, dad wise very interesting week coach tell me about it so uh, my son uh, you know late at night apparently got a text from a uh, random woman. A random one got got his number. It was one of these spam texts, mm-hmm. and texted a picture of herself. Really, in the underwear. 
Really? Yes. So, you know, my son, sweet kid. Yeah. It's not like he hasn't seen any of this and, you know, any of the movie, the 80s movies that we've mm-hmm. shown him. Mm-hmm. But a little, you know, little... A little risque? A little concerned. Not disturbed, but concerned. An underwear picture. Yes. Yes. So he runs down. Uh, you know, Michelle and I are already in, in bed, you know, mm-hmm. dialing it down. And he goes, Mom, Mom, Dad, you know, what do I do here? This this woman texting me this. I think it's spam. I know it's spam. How do we block her? I said, son, first let me see. Let's calm down. Let me see, let <laughs> let me, me see the picture. Let me see the picture. Let's, let me take a close look and at I, it. I looked at the picture and I said, okay, not, not bad. You know, I, I said, son, what, can you text me that picture? Yeah, show it to me because I want to show it to my friends. I want to keep it on my, my photos because <laughs> if I do have to call the authorities, <laughs> yeah. probably good if I have the picture. Just want to make sure. So, so. All right. But actually, I was rather upset. You were upset. I'll tell you why. Why? Because here is this woman sending her, sending Aiden, yeah. a picture of herself in bra and panties before I could show my son a picture of a girl <laughs> in bra and panties. In bra and panties. Took so you, I, that rite of passage away from she, you. She deprived me. Yes, she deprived of that moment. Me exactly. Yeah. Of, of, yes, exactly. That shame. That milestone moment. Shame. 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 Yeah. Me or her? Okay. Her? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. So I said, you know... Aiden, don't worry, all mm-hmm. right? We'll make sure that she never sends you a picture like this again. Mm-hmm. I said, send her pictures of my colonoscopy, <laughs> and I think that'll do the trick. And sure enough, we have not heard from this have woman. have not heard from her back. And from what I see in her settings, yes. I, I think she blocked us. Very nice. So uh, it's a way to do so it. So no polyps, though? No, nope, all gone. Yeah. Apparently they were snare. That's the device they use. Ooh. A hot snare. Yeah, I, I, I got to go back for my second one. I just got hey, uh, yeah, yeah. For that, you. that was my week this week. I had a yeah. telemedicine, lasted two minutes. Yeah. Really nice to see they'll, you. They'll charge you for that, too. Oh, they did. They charged me the copay and everything. Yeah. You know, like a copay. And, uh, yep, you're back in due for your next colonoscopy. Wow. How about that? And are you doing like a Rocky Four montage where you're preparing for well, I, I think I might have to. Are you drinking that uh, disgusting fluid? You no, know, I'm going to go through it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to. I, I, I know the end result of the colonoscopy yeah. is good sleep. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm not as scared and freaked out. I mean, the day before, you know, you take all that stuff, and it's just yeah. you, you spend the time doing what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm no longer as concerned about it. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed. I'm proud of myself for doing my diligence and my health care. Good for you. Uh, and on top of it, I get to sleep. And- we, we talk a lot about colonoscopies on this show, and I don't know if it's because I'm in my late 40s, you're in your early, early 50s, and I think the uh, National Institutes of Health say do it at 45 mm-hmm. because they've seen more cases Correct. in younger men. Mm-hmm. So if you're a dad who's listening and you're like, ah, I'm putting it do off it. because you're afraid, no. you don't like needles, you're afraid of what's going to happen when you're put under, No, it is not a big deal. No. That makes sure you, 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 you go through your kuyans looking for bumps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that, too. In the shower. In the shower. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere. <laughs> if there's another venue you prefer. You know, just don't do it in public. Yeah. Because <laughs> people have been arrested for that. You yeah. Know, you movie know, theaters and whatnot. So. You know, don't take pictures and send. Oh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> never, never. Never, never. Yeah. There's our flesh reference. Yeah, okay. Again, like I said, quote or met. So you had a picture sent to Aiden. Um, that's very funny, though. Um, you know, for us growing up. Uh, at least for me, I'm I am a few years older than you. For yeah. uh, we didn't have pictures sent to us in that fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, we if anything, if you were walking home from school and there was like a penthouse magazine that was left out in the street and mm-hmm. run over by a car over and over again, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just so happened to be in the street. <laughs> but it would happen because it went into recycling. Uh, yeah, maybe well, they didn't even have recycling. Uh, uh, okay, we as we as you know, middle school teenagers mm-hmm. got really excited and we went and grabbed the magazine and yeah. And we do whatever we could to pop For the articles, of course. Just for the reading, of course. Yeah. Uh, and that was like our, our heyday. I mean, that was mm-hmm. like, 
you know, but I can't imagine I, when I go and speak uh, to teenagers and I talk about this, this pictures they take of each other. Yeah. You know, what you would have to do in our back when we were growing up as teenagers if you wanted to send pictures of ourselves. We would actually have to mail them. Not just that, we would have to take pictures using a camera. Well, a camera, yeah, right, and, and get them developed. And to get them developed by somebody <laughs> at the drugstore and get duplicates. Exactly, get duplicates. get duplicates, right? And yeah. then come home and just take and lay them out in the piles and yeah. say, all right, I've got a hundred pictures. I'm going to send ten to Adam D, ten to Neil Tenzer, ten to Adam, you know, Chris Diaz, and say, here, here's ten pictures of my stuff. Please. Show them as you will. Sounds like a full day's worth of work. <laughs> It'd be great. Or now I take a picture and in you know, less than 30 seconds. You know, so it's, it's funny everything because, you, need. you know, we have daughters. You know, I have younger daughters. Mm-hmm. I never had that situation with, with Alex. Uh, but there is, uh, our girls are very focused on, you know, image and everything else. Sure. But this is actually a pretty good week. Uh, we're, we're gearing up for softball. Oh, yeah. I we're can gearing tell. up for softball. I can tell. We got uh, we got Trout's coming up. Um, At least somebody's playing something that looks like baseball. Well, yeah. As a matter of fact, we're big time softball. So we're just gearing up. My wife... I gotta send a shout out to her. I know every now and then she listens to it. She's 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 a true, true hero of this family. You know, we talk about uh, the most important job in the world. Mom's number one. Mom's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt. Right now, uh, Jess is just really. You can feel the stress in the family uh, because of Piper, the dog. The, this dog. Is the dog. Yeah. And Piper. Hyper Piper. Hyper Piper. I like that. Yeah. Or your Hyper Piper, and so it's, she's a puppy, and so. But my wife is so great with everything she does in the morning. She does all this other stuff. She's taking on just like another responsibility. Mm-hmm. We're trying to. Chill out. Uh, and so when she's stressed, you feel it in the family. Like I've had to sit down and have meetings with the girls and say, All right, girls, we gotta yeah. we're gonna step our game up because Just bang some goodwill here on <laughs> Bad to the Dad with well, your number just, one mom. Yeah, well, she's uh she's amazing. And so uh, sweetheart, I know you're listening. Please know how much we love you. You're amazing, you're great. Uh Piper will grow out of this. Um, but you are the most important person in this family. You are hundred percent gold wow yeah you I really said, are that was like self-help stuff yeah right no i had to yeah. go out there because uh yeah. she it, we have to acknowledge it's we're getting our 100th episode yeah because of our spouses oh there's, there's no doubt right and they're so supportive of this craft yeah and this product that we put out every week you know, barring off season Bar, yeah. barring off seasons yeah. but they've been supportive they're proud of us um and they listen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and we get some other guests through them but I just think it's time for us to go back and rehash the fact that we wouldn't be nearing a hundred yeah. without our amazing yeah. spouses. Yeah, and, and maybe and we'll moms. do something special special for them uh, next week. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know every Sunday or Saturday morning for a couple hours we're doing this. You know, so thing. before before we lead on to our our, our guest, mm-hmm. uh, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I often talk about. I see you do comedy. Yeah, right. Had and, a show last night. Uh, you did one, right? Yeah. At, at, a, at, at a senior living. I was <laughs> done by seven o'clock. Met my family at Dave and Buster's right down the street. But I have to tell you, uh-huh. if we ever wanted to hit the reset button yeah. on COVID, yeah, it's going to happen at Dave and Buster's. It's going to happen, at Dave and Buster's. Kind of that or Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> uh, it could be Chuck E. Cheese yeah. too. You know. Um, so it's uh, I, sorry, I cut you Bravo. off. Bravo! No, no, you didn't cut me off because you know I got the early bird special. So uh, that was important. Um, but I got to tell you something. I, I do a lot of work with parents. I, I'm really tired of parents. You are. I, but you're like back in the fall. You're up there doing, I, I, doing I, your talks. I, I, it's I, awesome. I, am, I have not been this busy since February of 2020. I mean, Good for you. But all this, I mean, it's all back, and I'm blessed, and I'm grateful. But our parents are really, I, 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 it's going to sound bad. I hate parents, right? I hope I never become one. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I think the ship has sailed. Right, so uh, and we as parents have to rethink our whole roles with our kids and, and help them understand that this is beyond the kids running around the movie theater. This is, right? Yeah, this, this do is we beyond. have to do a course on how to behave how in to, a movie theater when so, other people are trying to watch exactly the show? and just parenting one on one. It is yeah. just 
it's it's obnoxious, it's disgusting. I've got a few basketball games, parents screaming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like the parents are making things worse for the kids. Whether it's masks, whether it's homework, we're trying to protect your kids from some kind of director, you know, development. Um, I'm just telling you, I'm in the place right now where when I go talk to parents, I'm like, chill the f out. Your kid's not going D1 or pro, right? It's just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Sit there, say, I love watching your kids play. I love watching you play. Um, so that's kind of where I am this week. Mm-hmm. Is I have a lot of parent gigs coming up. Yeah. So parents, if you see me, understand that I'm there to help you. But it's time to chill the f out, please. Now, Coach, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of parents who come up to you and say, the vision I have for my kid is it's D1 or bust. Like, this has to happen. So, Coach, tell me, with your expertise and your sorcery, how that's going to happen. Do you get a lot of that? So, I, I don't get that, but that's kind of the undertone uh-huh. because they, they want to return their investment. Yeah. One out of five parents spend $10,000 per year per player per sport, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you do that over the course of five, six years, you're spending... What, fifty, sixty thousand dollars Yeah. So they want the return. Um, but what I often get when I speak is a parent come up to me and say, I wish my wife could have been here to listen to you. I wow. wish my husband was here to listen That's to you. That's very validating. Uh, because they need to understand what this is about. Yeah. Uh, there is this expertise. And it, I think it comes across to the coaches mm-hmm. because they all come from playing club teams and everything else. They get to high school. And now it's a coach's job to make them you know, these athletes. And they're just not. Yeah. Uh, but the sense of entitlement that because my kid or a club coach has told the parent yep. how amazing and great their kid is, that somehow they're right. Um, so there's this kind of undertone. But parents, if you're listening, true story. If by chance you are fortunate enough to have your kid being recruited by D1 school, you know what they want to find out about their kid? Are they a good person? Are they a good person? Mm-hmm. All right. How do they handle adversity? Mm-hmm. They don't want to watch them be successful and hit home runs or strike people out or score touchdowns. They want to see what's going to happen with this kid when they face adversity and then they watch the interaction between the parent and the kid. Mm-hmm. If the parent mm-hmm. is screaming at the kid, kid's done. You know, what's interesting, Randy, is so I'm a parent of a, um, an athlete, you mm-hmm. know, actually two athletes, but, you know, one is a little more serious than mm-hmm. the other. He's a golfer. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm, in the end, probably going to be spending maybe five figures mm-hmm. on golf between mm-hmm. the equipment and the gear mm-hmm. and the tournaments mm-hmm. and all the other stuff, uh, fundraising, mm-hmm. etc. And... We, we don't even speak about, are you playing in college? Mm-hmm. We are investing in the moment. Good. We're investing in the now, mm-hmm. learning a game. You want to talk about adversity. Of course. Every <laughs> it's shot. It's adversity you bring upon the most yourself. Important shot, gonna, the most important shot in golf is, is the, next the next shot. One. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's that's kind of what we're doing. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of paying for the now mm-hmm. and the enjoyment of something different and yeah, an experience that will hopefully build him up. In uh, you know, in, in some way, maybe it's professionally, maybe it's in golf, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not because we're hoping that he is the the number one golfer at the University of Florida, not the next Tiger Woods, yeah. not not going IMG. And I think, well, partly that's because that's you know we've had conversations before, yeah. and whatever happens on the road is what happens on the road. But the mm-hmm. truth is, this game you're teaching him mm-hmm. is giving the first entire life. Yeah, that we know the game of golf is often used for business deals, for conversations. And you can play to your 90 if you keep yourself healthy. Forever. So mm-hmm. it is, the, the investment is not just, you know, for, for possible college scholarships. That's not even, that's even a conversation. You understand, for you, mm-hmm. it's a time you get to spend yeah. with well, Andy because for me, I, you know, I had, great, a, I, great I had a do-over. Yeah. And so because of that, I now have the chance to spend the time mm-hmm. with my two younger girls just loving watching them play. That yeah. it is it is the it is a time spent together. It's the ice cream we go get afterwards. It's a time in the car. We don't break it down the post game analysis. Talk to me if you want to. 
I mean, golf, uh, so many conversations can happen from that about how do you visualize things, how do you play it. But you get it, Adam D., because you're one of those kind of dads. I'm hoping that through your words of wisdom, our parent listeners out there well, can get it. Well, if you need too. a quote for the Coach Randy Says brochure, mm-hmm. let me know, because mm-hmm. I, I try to put it in perspective. But maybe we're hardwired differently. And, you know, maybe we should be you know teaching our kids these other skills, you know, direct sales mm-hmm. and stem and coming up with the big ideas and that's what we're going to be talking about with our next guest that's sean o'neill and that's coming up right here on bad to the dad bad to the dad would now like to thank one of our sponsors running your own business is hard you have customers you need to keep happy revenue streams that need to keep flowing and you've got competition when running a business of any size it's important to have an image that stands out Nobody understands that better than Berman Branding. Need a website from scratch or a website reboot? Berman Branding. Looking for a marketing plan for a new product or service? You gotta go Berman Branding. How about a new logo? Becky Berman and her talented team designed Bad to the Dad's Bone Daddy logo featured on our social media accounts and our website. You'll even get marketing research and insights from Berman Branding to help you build the best awareness strategy. Even Coach Randy is a client. Berman Branding. Visit them at Berman Branding on social media or BermanBranding.com. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. You can find us on social media like you can find everything now on social media. At Bad to the Dad is our handle on most of those platforms, including Instagram and Facebook. And if you'd like to connect with Coach Randy and I on LinkedIn, you can do that. You can find Coach Randy there, Coach Randy Says, and my account is Adam D. Chandler, and you'll get information about each week's episode on LinkedIn. We've got the good old-fashioned website, and you can find us there at badtothedad.com. Once more, badtothedad.com. Information about our episodes, information about the guests. You can even download episodes on that website, badtothedad.com. And of course, if you have a question for our guests, uh, for our hosts, if you have a guest idea or episode idea, come on, we want to hear from you. The email is contactus at badtothedad.com. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, you and I are always talking about selling. Right? Sell! Sell! Get back in there and sell! Like, like uh, Sell! Like trading, trading, trading places. places. Right. Yes. Yeah, I saw what you did there. There you I saw go. What you did there. But, yeah. you know, we also talk about selling with our kids in the non-traditional sense, right? Selling you, selling you the person and your experience and the exchange. Absolutely. Of, ABC, right? Always be closing. Always be closing. Did you just Glengarry me? I just Glengarry right you. Yeah, but the de- but the leads are weak. Absolutely, the leads are weak. <laughs> well, our guest is certainly not weak. Our, our guest is super strong today, and that is Sean O'Neill. Sean is the founder of O'Neill Productions, which is a sales consulting firm. He's also a dad of a seven-year-old daughter, and we are thrilled to have him on Bad to the Dad. Sean, thanks for taking time to talk with us. Oh, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we you. We are live. Whoa. In the, in the den. den. With the guest in the den. den. Masks off. That mask yes. off two years it's ago. Real. We're back in the real, Sean. So welcome. Yep. Uh, you get the, the key. You <laughs> the get, full, the, you get you got, the full treatment. I got the coffee. You I got, got the, the green coffee. room and the green couch. Uh-huh. And... 
The keychain. The keychain. Which not only opens doors, but, but opens hearts and minds. And bottles. And bottles. Wow. Absolutely. So, so yeah. you get the full treatment. Well, I, I really just having to be invited for the conversation with two men, two dads in real time. This is We're manly men. Uh, You've already punched my ticket, as they say. So I, you, as soon as you walked in the door, like I could tell Sean was a sales guy, but oh, not, no. not in the negative sense. Not right. a, a sales guy who does it right, and I'm not trying to blow smoke. <laughs> as I said, you know, when we're trying to teach our kids about the purpose of selling, and I know that a lot of universities now are uh, offering this as a major or a minor, there's a right yep. way and there's a wrong way. And we tell our kids that... When you're selling, you're, you're selling you first. You're selling the personality. You're selling a relationship. Mm-hmm. I know selling has that negative connotation because there's got to be a monetary transaction involved. But yeah. you know, your your style was very comfortable. You yeah. walked in. You didn't know us, but right. you right, right, said, "Hey, right. I mean, I'll make yeah. myself at home." But I'm also going to be yeah. a gracious guest. Have you been? I know you've been doing this a while, right? Well, that's a great. Thank you for 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 saying that and noticing that. But I think it would be a good transition to kind of tell my story because I didn't start out. I mean, I I, I fell into sales like a lot of people because I was doing something else, and mm-hmm. um, that something else is, you know, you know. I spent years trying to make a living as an actor. I took a lot of improv classes. So my coming into your kitchen this morning, meeting both of you, was just being comfortable with setting the table, as they say, and just you know set the room up to be to get everyone comfortable to have a real honest dialogue. And well, that's Coach Randy's hyper dog was very comfortable. Yeah, the dog. So you already won the dog. Over. That's hyper great for hyper. improv because you're always going to be interrupted with something. Then what? Yeah. Now take mm-hmm. that, and then you'd see how you know. And I love dogs, and I'm always curious to see how people respond to a dog because some people aren't comfortable with that. It hmm. Tells me a little bit about their personality and how they how to. Yeah, go. you got to be sus if someone's not yeah. good with dogs. You're yeah, sus, right? <laughs> it usually sends to most people a weird signal, and you know I come from a dog family, so I can't help it. But mm-hmm. but I don't have a dog. My dog Emma passed of 13 years uh, a year and a half ago. Um, who I, who I miss terribly. Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah we lost Winnie. Recently. Yeah, yeah. So, <sighs> but I just, it's interesting because I, I started out doing this. Um, you know, I always I joke when I go to sales, I get pitches or people ask me questions and I always start out by saying, well, how, you know, how did you end up, you know, and I said, well, I started doing this because I would cold call casting directors because at the time I wasn't, I needed to get auditions. Hmm. And before I had an agent, I used to call up the uh, producers and say, it started out like Back in, the, I don't know, do they still have soap operas? I don't watch. Dating. They do have soap operas. Uh, I don't watch them, but they're, they're, they're still they around. Still, They've so been replaced I, by binge watching. I was thinking, yeah, exactly. I think the Young and the Tasteless is still out there. Uh, or right. some, something yeah. like that. General, to, general uh, Hospital. So this is yeah. great. I used to cold call a casting director who would cast the under fives and the extras, which was under five is under five lines. You could get directly cast. Her name was Judy Wilson, God love her, on ABC. I think it was All My Children now, or one of the, I, it was another, um, but anyway, I would get, I would get invited to that show and, and be able to get, uh, it was like back in, this is back in the, you know, in, in the early 90s, it was like 150 bucks a day, and, you know, I get a couple lines, it was like 500 bucks a day, and that would, you could accumulate enough under fives, which would get you your SAG card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was SAG my, standing for Screen, Screen Actors, Actors Guild. Guild. There you go. Right? So then that was a kind of a nice moniker to have, right? Mm-hmm. It's certainly helpful to profession. So, but I was doing that because I was taking the initiative yeah. to say, look, I think I can do this. I want to do more of it. And of course, I was way, way over the, my skis, as they say. I was way full of ego and, 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 and chutzpah, way more than I should have. But that's okay, because that was kind of the culture. That's what, you know, there was no, this whole industry was driven by, you know, you got to get in front of someone to pitch yourself. So mm. that's what I started to do. And I was very comfortable making those hard calls. You real, know? real quick, if you don't mind, East Coast, West Coast, where were you? 
I was at this time in New York, in New, New York, Jersey, so, commuting into the city. So you're looking for uh, yeah. for acting gigs that yeah, are in I, New York. Yeah, I was okay. working a temp job at HBO right. Video, and I would change my clothes in the elevator going on the subway to go to a commercial audition. <laughs> so you'd run back gotcha. in to change, like that kind of thing. So like it wasn't crazy. Hollywood, it was New York no, City. No, but yeah. I did go to Hollywood. I drove the car out west about three years after I got enough uh, Screen Actors Guild, did a couple of small little theater things, mm -hmm. felt very full of myself. I landed a very large beer commercial with an actor who's since deceased, a Chicago guy. What's his, it'll come to me. Um, this is part and of not Jim age. McMahon in the Super Bowl Budweiser. No, this now. is old style Jack beer. Yeah, it comes to me. Anyway, it was I made like a ridiculous amount of money, and that fueled me, pun intended, right to Hollywood. And I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm also go out there and give it a shot. Yeah, all in. And I was going all in. Uh huh. And I went all in. And this was like. Where did you live in LA? Just curious. Where'd you live? I lived in a little tiny... I was lucky I also had a stepbrother who was out there uh, a couple of years before landed on a show. So I stayed with him. I slept on his couch mm -hmm. for your Hancock Park. I know Hancock Park. Right. I was a graduate school at Southern Cal. Oh, so. you did? Okay, yeah. wow. So, and I had my... Until I got my own place mm -hmm. and then started doing the same, you know, commercial, trying to get... I got an agent. Mm -hmm. I read... Um, I got an agent and um, I thought, okay. I, You're going to make it. I, I'm, I'm set up. To, to mm -hmm. succeed or fail. Yeah. Were you also a waiter at the same time, like everybody else in Los Angeles, with a screenplay in your pocket? I wasn't that f yet focused, but I was starting to do that. Yeah. You know, I, w I figured I just want to make a living at this. I mean, the part of looking back on it, you can look so many things. I, I don't have many regrets, but I felt so much pressure to to be successful and make money. So I wasn't really putting enough time into doing the you know enjoying the theater parts, doing the real hard work. I was just. You know, it went the way it did, and I'm glad that it did for other reasons. But I gave it everything I had, and I just, I was hoping to kind of snag, a, you know, like the Brad Pitt route. Just give me a little roll here, a little and toe. that'll be enough. A little toe and in. I couldn't get the toe in a big yeah. enough piece. And I kept doing theater, I kept trying to that, I, you know, and I was just, and after a while, I'm, I'm, I'm catering, I'm working temp jobs at Disney, and it just gets, you know, the grind the starts grind. to wear on did you. Did you um, take any classes out there? I took like the groundlings, things like that. I, did, I had an acting couple acting. I took acting classes in New York mm -hmm. at the time. I forget. Um, God, this is, I can't believe I'm, I have to like, dredge some of this up because I forgot. So <laughs> we're gonna walk you through the coals on yeah, this one. Yeah, this it's is just like whoa. <laughs> but um, but yeah. I, ha I had enough, more than enough training to get me, you know. And I was mm -hmm. continuing to work. And at the time, I was doing some improv. I met Molly Shannon. Mm -hmm. She oh, was wow. a good friend of mine, and she was like, she was doing all this stuff. But I was also like an outdoors guy. Like on weekends, I wanted to go to the the mountains. I wanted to go to the beach. I wanted to go explore California. Mm -hmm. And they were doing these plays in a dingy little, you know, uh, yeah. you know dungeon and downstairs somewhere. of a downstairs yeah. like, of a downstairs. Wanna, I, I had, so I was kind of doing it nine to five. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so that was a little bit. I think there was a little bit. And I also felt too that okay, I, I may not be as talented as I think I am. Like I'm a really good. I've, I've, I thought my charisma and presence would be enough to get me. And you know what you realize is there's a whole level of professionalism underneath that. I wasn't willing to, this is with hindsight, at the time mm. I didn't know it, it was just too confusing, to invest the time and to really trust that I would, I would, I could make it. I think, I think I always felt like I was never going to pull this off. Yeah. So it's interesting about feeling, this, Sean, right? is, you know, I, I, I kind of knew that this interview would be like a master's class mm -hmm. and <laughs> how to be, how to be great at, at selling yeah. without really selling. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you talking about acting, not just, um, you know, what you get out of acting, right? Mm -hmm. The the improv and the presentation and getting the audience to like you, 
big part of sales, but all of the sweat equity yes. that goes into that career yes. is a big part of the relationship building and the sale. You got to work at it. Mm-hmm. You got to work at it. There's, there's no shortcut. And also, too, it, it, you're really good. It sets you up for you're immune to failure or it doesn't bother mm-hmm. you. So, this whole thing about getting rejected. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to be afraid that, you know, I never take it personally that someone rejects my client's product. Or yeah. I'm always thinking, you know, how sellable is this? What's the market for it? I'm always thinking, do I want, now it's like, do I want to take this product? Do mm-hmm. I want to do this? Because I'm putting my reputation, my time, my family's not on the line. They're, they're, you know, if I, if this is not successful, I go down with it. Because mm. as good as I am, if, if if something doesn't this, if this platform is not the status quo is just as good as what this is, they're not gonna they're not they're not gonna take it. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna want it, or it's, I'm gonna fail. Right. You know. So part of what I hear you say is that you're you didn't realize you're in training to be a salesperson, but in hindsight, everything you were doing was training. Did you go to college? Did you get a degree? No, I got it. Yeah, I was a history major. I was a liberal arts major. So part of you know why sales is a good career for mm-hmm. a lot of humanitarian people because of communication skills mm-hmm. and, and thinking skills mm-hmm. and. and that's what I really used as well. So I also had a fallback. I went to college. I knew that I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. I just figured I'd figure out something if this as didn't a work history out. major. Yes. What do you do with yes. the degree in history? Like, what do you do agree with with you know with economics? Mm. What do you do? A BA you know, in English. You know, or English, right? <laughs> well, Law, te- teacher, <laughs> sales. Yeah, it teaches you to think. Yeah, it yeah. teaches you to figure out the yeah. world. Yeah, you know, it teaches you to see how the complexities are and what you're part of it. It gives you all the the, the blueprint for like I can do. I can basically apply myself to anything I really care about. So basically, Whether, you realize that your dream of Hollywood is probably not going to be what you hoped it would be. Yeah, you deal it, with the uh, the devastation, de- the destruction. The yeah, it was more bring of you the, down to the that's dumps. Very, very dramatic, <laughs> but it's very true. And, and for, as much as you know, I was devastated coming back because I, you know what? For like you but, lost, you failed, but, you but embarrassed there's everybody. There's another deeper component. There's a psychological component. Mm-hmm. You know, I put all my emotional eggs in this basket to succeed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a male, as as a guy. You know, our, our culture, whatever that is. Like I didn't know when I was young. I didn't realize how dangerous that is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. something I want to teach my daughter. Don't ever invest your your job, your thing to define who you are. And I let oh, it define who mm-hmm. I was. And also, you know, because I I was told I looked a certain way, I was good. You're going to be six, you know all this. It just built this whole this house of cards that was just not healthy in me. And it was very. It turned very ugly when I came back. I really didn't. I, I got depressed. I was. I was not functioning. You know, I was on my mother's couch or my mother. And I'm like, what? It, this isn't supposed to happen. And I didn't have the tools, or I wasn't really taught the skills to like. I. I. I that was a moment for me where you. I learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. Like out of this, you know, the phoenix rising. Right now, I yeah. got to go out into the world. Hmm. And guess what? You know, I remember telling my brother, I got to take this sales job at Pitney Bowes. I don't want to do this. I feel like I'm going to die. And he's like, just take the effing job. You need a job. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and when I walked into that room of the sale, I thought, oh, my God, back mm-hmm. to your Glenn Gar- mm-hmm. Glenn, I was in Glengarry, Glenn Ross, mm-hmm. the corporate version of it. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I, I don't, I, this is the last place I want to be. Yeah. And that was a moment where, you know, maybe higher power or whatever's knocking said, well, guess what, son? This is where you're going to need to, to yeah. grow up. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what you, what you said about, yeah. you know, people are telling you, you look a certain way, you're good at this, you're good at that. And we've seen so many stories, mm-hmm. um, you know, the rise and fall type stories mm-hmm. of somebody who had a lot of potential who was told... You could have been a contender. Right, right. You could be the next Michael right, Jordan yeah, of right. X. And maybe they have a quick flash. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, environment, luck, yep. something you do, confidence... Pandemic. Just, yeah, <laughs> yep. exactly. Yeah. Environmental conditions, it all, it all goes the other way. And I think that's an important life lesson. You know, this is a dad, a dad talk show, mm-hmm. so... Our, our kids are probably going to be told by somebody, you're really good at X. 
um, whatever reputation that that right. person has. Or they, better yet, they're going to tell you you, you you can't do this, you, you can't, can't do yeah. that. You know, yeah. here's the flip, the positive side of it all. There's lots of positives. Is that you know, no one really told me, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I could be a great actor or whatever. They said I looked a certain way. You should try this. Mm. Very mm -hmm. kind of more superficial. What's really great is it, it it's it immune me from a midlife crisis. Like I'll never have ah. that. So wherever I go in a room, people say, I wish I'd done. I'm like, I always, I'm, I got this big grin on my face. Like, no, I, I drove the car to California. I did it. People say, oh, I wish I could, I had the strength or the balls to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to do it. I mean, what a blessing that is. Like, I, people say, what do you want to do? So now what I do now with my daughter, everything's gravy in this weird way. It's working out. You know, mm -hmm. I don't really go, oh, what do you really, I've already done that. So now I'm like focused on. No regrets. No, I have no regrets. Which is so funny because mm -hmm. one of the books that. Coach Randy and I subscribe mm -hmm. to is To Sell as Human by Daniel mm -hmm. Pink. Mm -hmm. And he just came out with another one called The Power of Regret, mm -hmm. which helps guide future future decisions and gives us a little peace of mind right. that even if we tried something mm -hmm. and it didn't work out the way we envisioned, yep. at least we gave it a go. Yeah. Oh. You know, me and my life principle, there are no mistakes, only opportunities, uh, which is what you often talk about because people are afraid of making a mistake. And how do you make you know, lemonades out of lemons and how to understand the power of life. Life's a yeah. journey. I just uh, want to make bumper yeah. stickers. Bumper stickers are good. It's yeah. all about merch. Yeah. 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 Well, it is It is a sales Remember, show. we are badtothedad.com. Yes. <laughs> .com. Yes. Go, go get yourself a t-shirt. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. Yeah. And so oh, now you're involved funny. with sales. You have this initial dream of kind of, you got your history major. You're, you go off and you chase the dream, right? You come back. Now you're Pitney Bowes. Mm -hmm. and, and then, boom, now you're a consultant. Yeah, so there's a you know corporate sales intro. So I guess it worked. Yeah, I guess it, it kind of like you know I was good at I was good at what that I didn't want to be good at. Yeah, you know <laughs> I, I and I was I should have stayed. Here's the one regret I may have had. You know I, I should have gone into the maybe the management. You know I was offered. You know I just was very impatient. <clears throat> still mm -hmm. am to a degree. But I didn't want I didn't want to be part of management. I didn't see that or, or manage other guys. I just saw that as like I just don't. I still I even when I was selling, I was still in the mind. I'm going to write the screenplay. O'Neill mm -hmm. Productions was yeah. founded as a production company oh, wow. to produce media. Yeah. And, okay. and well, you guys, right? O'Neill Productions. That's right. such an interesting name for, for sales because I haven't I haven't figured out. You, you have know, the LLC, so you can just use so it. So I have way. the LLC. I got all yeah. the tax, and you know my account has it. It's like you know it's just easier until mm -hmm. I get to that when I when I brand what it is I'm going to do, which I'm getting closer to probably picking out an area that I want to work in. So, but yeah, I was still driving my car out visiting people and I'm thinking, how am I going to write that script? That's what I really want to do. And I was still not, I was fighting it for a, for almost a decade. And I'd be, you know, going to trade shows, I'd be in the room in a trade show. I'm like, if I'm another trade, like I do I, you know, I'm still questioning it. And then at some point you just say, look, I'm really good at this. Let's just take this skill. I want to work with companies that are doing things that I really, that I'm passionate about, that are helping the earth get greener. I don't want to just sell some widget. I don't want to sell just some platform to make business run better. That's just not, I don't, I don't care. I have to care about what it is I do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This I don't care about. Yeah. So I want to go take my sales skills and build something that I care about. Unfortunately, it's I'm business. I'm a B2B guy. So it has to be some type of, you know, direct to consumer is just not my shtick. I love to help people stab their lemonade stand. I can tell them, look, you got to figure out where's your sales coming from. If, you know, how are you going to market this? How are you going to get the word out? You've got to be thinking about how you're going to grow your business, no matter what it is. That's why I asked when I came about how you guys were marketing. Doing, yeah. I'm just curious, like, hey, you know, how do people find you? And if it, if they can do it organically, great. If it's if it's businesses actually hire people like me because they can't do it organically. They they have this such they have to grow. They have they have shareholders. They have people that are pounding the table to mm -hmm. grow. They need people to professionally go out there and literally open doors for them. Mm. So that's what I was trained to do. Now I'm like, I want to do this on a scale that I can help smaller companies, early stage companies grow, selling into corporate or business. That's really what I think mm -hmm. my 
my company is going to be about. So again, we're talking about O'Neill Productions mm-hmm. with Sean O'Neill. That's mm-hmm. our guest on Bad to the Dad today. So uh, let's say I, I own a business. Mm-hmm. I know you have a very diversified portfolio of clients and also a very diversified <laughs> yeah. career in sales. Yeah. I mean, BlackBerry, you want to talk yeah. about being resilient. Yeah. You work for BlackBerry and, yeah. and uh, you know, healthcare partnerships a, and health. That, you know, that was a mistake. I actually went into a full-time role a couple mm-hmm. two years prior pandemic because just because I just like, I got, I was, it's exhausting running your own. Yeah. I have to get my own clients, sell yeah. their revenue, mm-hmm. and I'm, I was lonely. I was getting, yeah. I was, and I, I wasn't scaling myself. And yeah. I thought, how and it's I a social business. Sales and is I'm a social, social business. And I'm yeah. still, and I, I miss the, the the team element to a degree. And I was lonely, and so mm. an offer came, and I hadn't sold tech. Tech was a big thing that was missing. I remember the SaaS thing. I didn't have that. Yeah. And people said, "Well, you haven't sold SaaS." I'm like, "It doesn't matter. It's still." <laughs> and I realized there's a whole generation of people that they don't understand that the difference. And like, okay, I'm not going to parse that. SaaS. And again, SaaS is software as, as a, a service. service. Software as a service. So most tech companies now are SaaS. You know, there's a big. That's a big component of many. Mm-hmm. Technology. It's not the attitude that our daughters give us. I was going to say, because we get a no, lot of SAS. SAS. That's what yeah. I, mean. I know SAS. I know SAS. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> SAS? 16 SAS is a completely different Mine's episode. Pre-SAS sitting upstairs. But, but now you're doing your own thing. Yeah. So if I'm, uh, let's say I'm the owner of a business, I need help. Mm-hmm. What can I expect from uh, O'Neill Productions in, in the, bro- in the bro- brochure version yeah. of, of what so you do? Really interesting. Like one of my customers, a short client at the time, I'll call her short. Meaning, you know, they'll pay me to do something, and then after a while, I just say, "Look, you don't need to pay me. Like here, I'll teach you how to do it." Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. just kind of. I don't want to take your money. I'll take, you know, this woman, actually, I took her money because it was difficult to do what she wanted me to do for her once I figured out what it was. And she, what she was, was she was a formal financial advisor like Ernst & Young or McKinsey or one of the big consultants. And she wanted to um, help older folks um, pay their bills. And she knew that old folks uh, who are living in the living facilities, their families had a hard time figuring out the financing hmm. for all this. And how were there, you know, when mom and dad, oh, I can, I got this taken care of. And they realized that mom and dad hasn't paid the bills for a year. Wow. Then they get it. So she, her business was trying to get in front of people to pitch her financial services that she would help elderly. That was her niche. So what I did is I went to all the assisted living facilities and I called the programming directors. And I said, I know a, you should you should meet this woman. Hmm. So I, I became her liaison. That was my, you know, I did a project yeah. basis. No, you became her. her agent. I became her agent. Yeah, yeah. I did. I taught her. It's like, not bad to the day. He's bad to the sun. Yeah, yeah. It's like the yeah. sun for yeah. all yeah. these elderly. Yeah. And I said, here's what you need to do. You need to go get yeah. yourself in front of these people and yeah. talk for free. Just mm-hmm. offer oh. your services as a, as a, con- as look, this is what I do. And do that and you're going to, you'll grow your business. Yeah. And first she hemmed it. And then she said, yeah, you're right. So thank you very, you know. Yeah. And I said, and you don't. I'm not gonna. You go do it yourself. It's a great example, and it's actually, so, yeah. it's actually an enterprise that's helping people. Yeah. Right. And, and I love to offer that advice. I'll talk to anyone, listeners who want to talk to me, call me about. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing this. How would I do this? I love to say, yeah. here's what you're gonna have to think about. Where is your revenue gonna come from? Yeah. That's a very important component because you want. I want you to be successful. You're gonna have to show how you get there. You have an email where people can find you, Sean. Yeah, the best way to find me is I'll just, you know, S-O-N-E-L-3 at and Verizon.net. S-O-N-E-I-L-L, two L's, the number three at Verizon.net. You can also find me at O'Neill, O-N-E-I-L-L, hyphen dash P-R-O-D.com. That's O'Neill-Prod.com. And LinkedIn, of course. So you said, you said S-O-S-N-E-L-3. S-O-N-E-I-L-L, oh, so, like Sean O'Neill, okay. like my name. All right, L's. but three. The number three. I guess there was two other O'Neills that I couldn't get in front of. So I have to two other S O O'Neills. Yeah, at Verizon.net. Go figure. Yeah, at Verizon. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was right. kind of wild. Right. So as you know, we're, we 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 got a lot of listeners out there. They're dads, and we're so happy to have you here talking about dad stuff. Uh, you mentioned you being a dad and your daughter. Uh, she's seven, right? Yep. Uh, what is her name? Her name is Aubrey. Aubrey. Very nice. Uh, 
as a dad, how do you balance this whole world of what you do with selling and things like that? And you mentioned a couple of things of advice you have for her. What's it like being a dad for you? You know, it's interesting because, you know, um, I work at home. My home office is where I do most of my stuff now. Mm. And, you know, my wife goes out the door. She works at uh, for Wyndham. She's a, 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 a health trainer. So she runs the, the corporate gym at Wyndham. So she's got to get up early and get out. So I'm the dad. I do the drop off and pickups, you know, I, um, you know, hands on. I start the homework when she comes in and I hand over my laptop to her to do her her work when she comes home. And I, I'm thrilled to do that because I, I'm I, this time is really valuable and it's going really fast. You know, she's getting older and pretty soon she's going to be in the mode where, hey, you know, dad might not be so cool. Mm-hmm. But right now, dad is cool. <laughs> You're a couple of years and, away from yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's going to go fast. Though. It but, goes, then, right? but then it's they a circle stick, right? back. It's, I have two in their 20s. They circle back. Though. Okay, that's good. There'll be like a 10-year period where like... Your like, dad's not cool, right? Whatever it is. You annoy, you breathe, yeah, whatever. But they do circle back okay. eventually. Just... So I want to do my job right to set myself up for that success. Because they do pick your nursing home. There you go. There you go. (laughs) And I'm going to, you know, be an older dad. Yes. You know, I'm selling. There's a lot of sales going on here. Exactly. You sell to your kids. Be nice because they pick your nursing home. I want to take, and also I want to be present for her. Like I'm a big fan of meditation and and, uh, just like being present and not Mm -hmm. being, oh, I got to get this email. And there's, there's that. I'm human. But when she comes home, I'm really there for her until her, my wife comes home. Then I can go back and work for a couple hours, you know. And and, and that's so that that's how. But I just I love the fact that I can do this mm-hmm. and be there for her now. So your daughter's seven. Um, is she old enough to be aware of what you do and appreciate it? She doesn't. She's like, Dad's always talking to people. Dad's always, you know, you know. It, she did. She did say, "Well, Mom helps people get healthy. What What do you do, Dad?" <laughs> and that was a big thing because that's why I'm getting. I want to choose clients or work with companies that you know. And I'm very passionate about the earth, the environment, uh, you know, carbon, clean tech companies that are mm-hmm. trying to do something to move the needle on that. I'm, I'm Robotic to, lawnmower. Well, did it's, I an see EV, that it's an EV. It's an EV. EV lawnmower. So yeah. you know, takes carbon out of the air. You know, and uh, that go to Sean's LinkedIn. Sean yeah. O'Neill's LinkedIn. There's a picture of it. There's there's a story about it. It was it was wild. Yeah, it's and, and you know in a couple of years, guys, no robots will be cutting big swaths of most big corporate grass. Even you know there's there's lawn like Roombas for the lawn now. Huh. It's all going to be done via EV robots because it's just it's expensive to do it. People get hurt. You know the story behind like why we're going to be driving cars that are yeah. right, right. It's the same story. And hmm. it, but, but but and also lawnmowers are not regulated. There's no regulation that that mower belching out fumes mm-hmm. hasn't been regulated since the get go. Mm-hmm. Like cars, cars are much cleaner than a lawnmower. Wow, did not know that. Yeah. So there's a great the little story to vehicles tell. that you you take. Yeah. For so when you talk yeah. to like a purchasing guy in city of Boston, or New York, and say, look, what's your EV? You know, all those the greeneries or airports. You know, that was a great story for mm-hmm. the robotic company. We yeah. had great traction, and I could use that use that for another clean tech company. I have the same blueprint, the same purchasing people. So that's kind of my plan or strategy to transition if I can. But our our kids are learning about how to make the world a better place. Oh, every day. Your, your daughter is, yeah. this is part of her career. So I want to be able to say like to her, this, like, yeah. look, in my small way, I'm trying to help companies that I'm are doing, doing this just thing. I'm yeah. just trying hmm. to do it. I'm being very humble. I don't, you know, but if I can, or healthcare company. I mean, there's lots of companies that are doing things, mental health companies. I mean, things that are like uh, Headspace, the, the, the app for meditation is a wonderful story too. And yeah. like, I want to work with companies that are doing things like that any way that has some kind of social impact. So then what are some things you like to do with your daughter that are fun? You're not busy uh, oh. closing and uh, teaching her that yeah. you're being her Uber driver. And being her Uber, Uber driver. driver. What are some things you love to do with her? My big thing, like I'm just really curious about the world. And I, my daughter has that curiosity too. So my biggest thing is like get her in the car. We're going to go for a ride now. And we'll just go driving out into the country. I love the country. We'll go, we'll find some climbing wall in some park. We'll just pull over. And like just out of like the synchronicity of what comes out of that, I wanted to. I want her to be curious. I hope I can kind of 
you know, I don't think I have to teach to, I think she has it naturally, but I want her to not to be afraid to go out there into the world, into mm -hmm. our little communities and, and see what's out there. I bring her to the city. I want to take her to art museums. I'm a big art fan. I'm trying to push it. So things like that is what I love to get her to explore outside mm -hmm. her comfort zone. Yeah. Does she have her thing? Like dad is the former actor who is selling. Uh, does your, she doesn't does, know anything about that yet. No. Really. Yeah. She hasn't found her, the, the thing that she, that glorified she, hobby or that. She activity. just loves, I mean, I'm so blessed because she's like, daddy, she calls me, daddy, don't do, daddy, do dads. Daddy, do, you know, she just comes and gives me a big hug. And she goes, and at school, they, they were talking about love. They talk, what's the meaning of love? And Aubrey's answer was, love is swimming with my dad. That's the first word that came out. Uh, right. Hashtag so kind. So, like you know, we have this little pool. We have a very humble little deck. And we, you know, we got the big pool tub thing, yeah. you know, in there. And uh -huh. then I take her down the shore in the ocean. She loves that. So nice. she said first. And, and of course, when she, you know, I could see her mom, you know, my wife look at her. She said, hmm, you know, I, I, got the, I got the nod. So that, that made me feel really. Uh -huh. You get the first. Pretty validating, right? Words, yeah. see the first love. Of course, yeah, I'm going to help dad when I need money. When, yeah. Yeah. when it goes like, when yeah. the call comes from like dad. I'm, she's I'm off there doing corporate and, America. You're getting all the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see love does not equal stuff. Yes. Gifts. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell $160. Nikes. Yes. Yeah, and you know that's really the beauty. That's yeah. what she appreciates the most was yeah. me, like, me taking her out, you mm -hmm. know, into the park, into the waves, you know, Island Beach, you know, eight bucks, and you know, we just drove, you know, with a raft, just sitting on a sandbar, you know, looking up. I mean, she just loves that, and mm -hmm. I'm just so f grateful that she does. Mm -hmm. So we have this land the plane segment, Sean, mm -hmm. called Dadvice, where we mm -hmm. ask our guests for their advice for other dads. And you can take it any way you want. You could take it as the dad of a seven-year-old mm -hmm. daughter. You could take it as a professional and successful salesperson or just a dad about town. What do you want other dads who are listening to know? And I think using the, the, the sales mantra that we have, don't, don't oversell, don't oversell your, your agenda. Don't, don't, even though things you think are important, like, you know, getting outside, like right now, Aubrey's not going out as much as I would like, but I'm not overselling her on what I want to do, what I think we should be doing. Let her be her, let her, mm. let your kid be, because they come in with their own intrinsic who the values and their own, they're, 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 they're unique entities. And I think that, yeah, we can influence them, of course, but they're their own person. And they're going to, you know, like, I, I, I'm nothing like my parents, thank God, and, you know, to their chagrin. <laughs> um, and yet, you know, she's going to be her own person. And my yeah. job is just to foster and nurture that and just don't push and be, you know, just know that that's down the road. I think she'll come back to me, hopefully, in old age. Well, it does if, I, if I do that and set myself up mm. and her up for success that way. That's great. Sean O'Neill has been our guest on Bad to the Dad talking. I mean, this is one of those guests, like many of we our could guests. We go forever. We, yeah. we would like to have a part two. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll have you on, uh, you know, maybe for a special or, you know, uh, another episode somewhere down the line. But it's been great getting to know you. Great getting to hear your advice and, and your story. And uh, one more time, how can people find O'Neill Productions? Yeah, thank you very much to you, both of you for having me on. It's just the pleasure's been all mine, really. And um, yeah, if you want to check me out, uh, very humble, uh, www.oneill-prod.com. That's O'NeillProductions.com. And if you want to shoot me an email, please, S-O-N-E-I-L-L-3 at Verizon.net. I will answer anyone's questions or help you any way I can. Sean, thanks for making the time. Really Thank appreciate you guys. it. Thank you, guys. I love it. Thank great, you. Great to have you on Bad to the Dad. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Bad to the Dad would like to recognize another sponsor. The northern New Jersey communities of Morris, Essex, and Union Counties have a lot to offer. Access to parks, recreation, sports, entertainment. Let's not forget some of the best school systems in the country and bus and train lines to New York City. 
And if you're looking for a home in Morris, Essex, or Union County, one realtor really stands out. And that is the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. They know the schools. They know the people. How? Because they live here too. They're raising kids here. And like you, they want the best life for their families. If you happen to be moving from Hoboken, Jersey City, or any of the five boroughs, the Stan K team has an active marketing plan designed just for you, for a quick, hassle-free experience. So whether you're looking at Montville or Montclair, Westfield or West Orange, before you go anywhere, go with Stan K. Contact agent Idan Karen at his email, idan.karen at compass.com. That's Idan spelled I-D-A-N dot Karen, K-E-R-E-N at compass.com. Or call Idan at 516-730-4726. We know Idan. We trust Idan. He's actually one of our neighbors. Call him at 516-730-4726. That's the Stan K Group, a Compass Realtor. We're Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Want to thank our guest, Sean O'Neill from O'Neill Productions, as our guest today. I had to tell you, Coach, um, I like Sean O'Neill. What I think, energy. I think he's just a real guy. He lit the room up. He did. You know, there, there are some salespeople, they want you to know yeah. that they are a salesperson. Look at me yeah. and my personality. Look Wasn't at him. Look at all this energy I'm Nice guy. We talked to him for a long time. Regular offline. guy. Yeah. Regular guy. And, uh, he, you know, everybody's got a story. What a great story, right? Everybody has the why as to why they mm-hmm. are in the mm-hmm. space that they're in, whether mm-hmm. they're a dad or whether in the pro- they're in the profession mm-hmm. that they're in. Mm-hmm. And really got a lot of that from mm-hmm. Sean. And hopefully we bring Sean on again somewhere down the road. That was Sean O'Neill on this episode of Bad to the Dad. Next week. Big one. Bump, ba da bump, ba da bump, ba da bump, bump, ba da bump, ba da bump, ba da bump. You even came up with music. Bump, ba da bump, ba da bump, ba da bump, ba da bump. I don't know. Superman theme. That's Star Wars. Your fanfare. I don't know. It could be a combination of Star Wars and Super Wars. And Super Wars. Yeah. Or Starman. Either way. Whatever way. I was just thinking about some kind of music we go with today. Now this is a special. This is like Herculean. In uh, in size. Well, when you think a hundred episodes, hundred. I don't think we thought we would get to ten. No. And certainly, we didn't even think we'd get to ten counties, much less over ten countries. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah, we are. So big, big celebration. When we say big celebration, it, it's another episode, but it's an episode. It's, it's with, something to celebrate, Andy. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm not going to allow us to, uh, to to squash this moment. I think I want to celebrate and embrace. You want to go big with I, us. I want to go big. I go big with you. Absolutely. Because we're in this ride together, Coach. The 100th episode. So what are we going to do for that? We sort of teased it in the beginning of the episode today. So we're going to have the Dad Geeks return. Bad, bad, bad geeks. It's going to be fun, the boys. Uh, of course, because... We had a special moment a couple nights ago. We did. So the five of us. Now yeah. we're talking about Neil Tenter. Yes. Talking about Chris Diaz. Mm-hmm. Talking about John Brooks. They've mm-hmm. all been on before. Mm-hmm. We've done 
Specials with the Dad Geese. Of course, Chris Diaz was our first ever guest. The OG, the original guest. The original guest. (laughs) And then Coach Randy and I joined these three dudes for... The Batman. The Batman. It was, uh, we went to the movies, uh, lie, you went to, it wasn't a streaming thing, no, went to the we movies in a theater. To the theater where we sat in seats. For three plus three hours. Three plus hours. To we see got there. The Batman. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I brought my A game. I think the binging throughout the pandemic helped me prepare to sit for as long as I needed to sit. We have to do, we have to practice to sit still I mean, I, uh, and watch I, a screen. And I was mostly concerned about the potty break. That was me. me I was too. concerned. I didn't want to have to. Uh, but I sat on the end, yes. so I wouldn't have to interrupt anybody. Oh. But you know, if you go out there and you miss something, you got to come back in and say what I missed. People, and then you're bothering you know, people. So I was really, you know, so I think I played it right. Yeah, the binging helped. The uh, the lack of hydration prior, gruesomely dehydrated yeah. at twelve thirty at night. You know, yes. but then afterwards, you know, I got home at twelve forty five. I think we did it. We did it right, mm-hmm. and. Our listeners are going to benefit from uh, from our from our game. How hard we worked on that marathon. So just so you know, mm-hmm. next week we're going to be reviewing the Batman. There might be some spoilers, but nothing that you probably haven't seen on the internet already. And we're also going to be talking about other th- other streaming. Oh, shows. so many other streaming shows we haven't a chance to, to talk about. I it's mean, like show and tell. Where we've asked all the guys bring something that you're watching. Yeah. And talk about it on. The podcast, because it's been a while since we've had these guys on. And of course, we're going to argue DC, Marvel. You know, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we're gonna push. I love the it buttons. when they get into that. We're gonna push some buttons. You know, we know how people feel. And they're very strong about their their opinions. So uh, I'm excited. You know, Diaz, he's a big DC guy. Yeah, and he he embraces his, he his DC his DC you know, heart. He got Marvel, and I'm gonna push Marvel just as I like to watch him get all wild up. Yeah, I like to see him get all. Well, Diaz is flying high yeah. because I think the Batman. Is is a, is a high grossing. They're film. making money. It was good. You know, twenty one million. I think in the first night. All I know is that uh, I'm still going to push some buttons. You know, because uh, well, that's what you do, coach. That's what I, I do it really well. You, I, you do. I you. find it and I dig and I dig and I dig because yeah, I'm so that kind of guy. We want we want a little controversy. You mm-hmm. know, we want a little bit of uh, of um, Jerry Springer absolutely style podcast. We want chairs being thrown at each other, whips coming out in chains, ball bearings. Uh, listen, Randy. Whatever you do in your personal life. Bless you, but let's try to keep it off the pub. We're at least PG-13. Sometimes NC-17, but we're PG-13. So our 100th episode is coming up. Look for promotions on social media, of course, at Bad to the Dad, and, of course, on our website, badtothedad.com. Dads, listeners, have a great week, and stay Bad to the Dad. 